Rob, I told you I would t- ask you this when we first started. First of all, uh, excellent job. I really enjoyed that. Thank I, you. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, uh, how, how was your experience uh, GMing uh, Gumshoe? That was fun because I got to really sit... Because you really get to sit back and let the players just do stuff. And you throw them some clues every now and then. And uh, here, here's the fun part. I didn't know it was going to be Ted Lyons until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you played that very well. I Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I, I figured Helena Harris was a little too easy. Yeah. And, like, uh, this uh, part two wouldn't have been much of anything. But, like, I'm like, all right, let's uh, let's reshape this a little bit. Like, Ted Lyons, like, he came off as the true experiencer definitely oh okay so yeah let me ask you that about that then Mm -hmm. um because he he's the one that pointed to norman and said i saw you on the thing yep so and and you'll notice that if you if you go back and you look at the document it says marked residents of the town and in doing so he marked norman Mm. okay nice so, yeah, I, I mentioned in, in Discord uh, earlier today because uh, I was asked on 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 constructing a mystery um, for for role playing games and and I, I mentioned that um, whenever because we normally do two parts uh, after the first part I go and reassess the entire second part and all of the little uh, uh, <laughs> different paths that y'all made that I didn't think about before. I was like, okay, how's that actually going to play out in, in the rest of this game? So, uh, yeah, I normally, I normally figure out the, the very, very end, uh, after the first part's been played myself. So, yeah. Um, in the, uh, uh, when I, even when I was writing portions of it yesterday, I was, um, there were elements that like I even changed on the fly here. Like I was going to, have that uh, apartment that Ted was renting be like just that studio space. And then you'd have to go to his actual real apartment Uh, because there are, um, there are locations that y'all didn't get a chance to really go to. Uh, There is the, uh, there's a place called the woolly muffler, which is named after uh, a woolly mammoth uh, skeleton that they found in the purple worm mountains. I never really got to, do that like i kind of just like built a small town and you know populated it with different things and i maybe if this was a little bit different we would have been able to do that but like um dust to dawn like is your average diner uh there's a gas station and convenience store called devante's and I did, there is a sign out front of it that says, welcome UFO people fuel up before heading to the mountains mountain do one liter bottles for 99 cents. <laughs> is, that a, is that a reference to that uh, JL and Hynek picture where he's standing yes. in front yes. of the billboard that says, welcome UFO people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because one of like, the greatest photos of all time. Yeah. Um, it, it, the idea was that like, people would go to the mountains because it was the best view to see the actual UFOs, uh, mm. that were, uh, over the town and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I always feel like one shots 
the towns that you set them in are just kind of uh there aren't a lot of details so i was like yeah, yeah. i want to put some details here and there so yeah, nice. um yeah no cell service have fun with that hi i'm rob i am your gm for this evening that's right uh host the our strange skies podcast co-host the coda and i am the dungeon master of rolling through the realms hey my name is brian hasty i play uh norman johnson you can find me on the double density as well as the coda podcast hi i'm jen i am the co-host of vanished and the creator of in defense of liberty and i am a player on rolling through the realms and obviously this show and i am paul was known as techno funk boy I play Crethen on Dice and Dreary. I'm the game master on Mont Blanc's Hunters. Normally this podcast, today I'm going to be playing Duff McEwen. Hello everyone, my name is Samuel Fredrickson. I co-host Not Alone. Uh, we've done one episode in the last six months, but it's still a podcast and you can find it if you try real hard. The investigators are in Missouri looking into a series of abductions and the murder of a fellow Ordo Veritatis member. In their search, Norman was abducted as well and was found in a field with a woman in black who warned that something was coming before disappearing into thin air. They narrowed their search to Ted Lyons, who had a rubber alien outfit in his apartment and books on how to create an altar to summon a wheat king to bring about better crops. Chapter 6 Throughout Finnish mythology, we see elements of Norse, Slavish, and Baltic myths come together to form a unique worshipping body of gods. One of those gods was Pekko, the god of the crop, or the Wheat King. Often depicted as a short elf with a pointy hat, Finnish communities would turn to the god when their crops failed, or when their villages were plagued by drought. To summon Pekko's good fortune, the communities would appeal to their local shamans, who would then establish an altar at the most sacred site within the community. Upon the altar, the shaman would place the skull of a small animal, roots from a tree, ground basil, and an acorn in the shape of a circle. Six bowls were then placed above the circle of items. Each bowl, arranged in the shape of the bowl itself, would contain blood, hair, and a fingernail of marked in, from marked individuals of the village. A sample of that crop would then be placed above the bowl formation that would terminate in another bowl of bodily material taken from the shaman. The weak king would leave signs of his handiwork um, around the town, including abnormally large crops, crop circles, and strange sightings of light in the sky. A summoning of this type would bring with it economic prosperity for the village, turning struggling communities into prosperous city centers overnight. If the altar was destroyed, no crops would grow in the village ever again, leading to great famine. And that is exactly the reason why I think Norse mythology is bullshit. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing about giant chaos monsters in the whole goddamn thing. 
but nonetheless, this sounds pretty familiar and specific to our situation here today. <laughs> I close the book. Okay, what is the most sacred site within the community then? Telephone booths. I was just going to say there's two payphones. <laughs> the library saying. where the Wi-Fi is. Yeah. Well, I wonder... You have, uh, if, you, if you stop and think about it, there was a specific area that was... that you, you Reading that, you could kind of see was deemed the sacred site, but when you went there, it, it no longer seemed to be the site. I don't recall seeing an altar of any kind. No, but Duff specifically would would uh, would be led to believe that behind that um, false wall there was an altar in there at one point. Oh yeah, and that it is oh, the probably been... that was that was like an hour ago, and I completely yeah. forgot it. Yeah, and this that is totally this is fair. why this is why I GM and not. Yeah. <laughs> you would guess that it's probably been moved. This is why Paul has 20 pages of notes when he GMs, too. <laughs> yep. Um, it's been moved. Where? Where's it been moved to? Um, Rob, has, has Duff... Or, uh, has Duff experienced one of the Men in Black before? No. Okay. All right, well, then I still want to take a drug test. <laughs> you do want one or you don't want one? I, that that crazy woman just disappeared. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I saw that too. I don't think you were hallucinating, but then again, I was intoxicated. So. Mm. Um, yeah, but you, when you're drunk, you don't see people appear and disappear out of reality. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, well, we can either figure out where it is. Are there any? Are there any secret rooms in here? Oh. Since this is a secret room of the entire building? No. Okay. Damn. Um, that was good. That was good, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Rob, when... Uh, uh, I can't remember. Did we have a map of where the abduction sites were? No, you didn't. You never really got the chance to interview the, uh, the witnesses, but they kind of seem to be, like, just random points around town like wherever anybody lived why would he have moved the altar because we were getting too close and mm-hmm. i had i had a camera at the front door did that pick up oh. anything did you look at the footage from the front door i, I thought so. i did i intended to but i did not say those words out loud no you didn't <laughs> so do you want to do that I would very much like to do that. Okay. You go and you look at the footage from the front door and you see Ted Lyons drive up, walk into the building. And uh, it's about like maybe five or ten minutes later, but he walks out carrying uh, something that looks really heavy that has a sheet draped over it. And as you watch the footage, you can see him drive off into the field, you know, a far distance. Into the okay. field. Yes. Okay. I, I think, think we head back, but mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> this is this is where our job gets hard. Yeah, I think we have to try stuff, to follow those, those tracks. No, I'm just saying, you know, this stuff 
I mean, this stuff gets credited to to to, to gods and aliens, but there are forces behind this stuff, and it's working here, and it's also damaging the membrane here. Well, yeah, because and when we and when we destroy the altar, it could destroy this town. Right, which I think is an acceptable collateral loss. Personally, <laughs> this town has not impressed me much other than the quality of well, its meat, which is high. It's it's something that it's something that has to be done because damage to the membrane is far worse. And now you keep but, saying the membrane. What does that mean? I just joined this organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll be good. Good background to uh, to uh, uh, you know the the concept of esotericism and, and stuff. But um, there's a there's a reality of order, and there's a reality of chaos. We live in the reality of order. Okay. And between the two, there's uh, there's kind of a metaphysical membrane. Okay. And what what cultists and stuff do when they uh, when they're trying to draw on outside powers is they're often unknowingly um, breaching the membrane, and that that's a very dangerous thing because if 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 it tears, then things come through that from the from the reality of chaos that we don't want here, and so our job as esoterrorists is to stop them from doing that and okay. uh and there thereby keeping the membrane intact so are you worried that if we destroy the altar we'll create a hole in the membrane or no the you're more the worried altar, that the altar is creating the hole in the membrane already that's okay. that's what I, I i do think the lights in the sky in this crop circle are evidence of the of the the the, the tears in the membrane so you're more um, worried about the well-being of the town itself and the people if, within it. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 what the book is suggesting is that if we destroy the altar, which we have to do, that it could uh, it could destroy the the crops for the entire village, uh, le- leading to famine. Um, and I I'm just saying it's we something can that helicopter in some beef it as uh, <laughs> payment. Mm-hmm. As in, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I wonder, with us being, because um, we are a, a, we are attached to the government, are we not? No. Oh, we're not. No. Oh, I did not know that. I assumed I was a government <laughs> agent this whole time. I okay. Because <laughs> I was wondering if maybe we could petition. Or maybe liaison, even with us not being a government agency, the government has to have, we have some idea of what we're doing. Is there? Some yeah, we way have we, we have, could, have friends. We have friends in the government. Sure. Is there some way we could talk, contact those people and give them a heads up and say, "Hey, this town is going to be bad for a year or two, um, but it's, it's necessary or forever." Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll put we'll put uh, we'll put Laura on it. Laura's good for that. Laura's amazing. Love Laura. <laughs> Also, Lord's we productive. have some surplus candles. I don't know if people want any of those. I think that could help them in this time of starvation. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> also, also when the membrane opens, um, things come out. So make we sure shoot you those got, things. Yeah, make sure the gun's loaded. I do have an eight in shooting, so I think hopefully <laughs> I'll I'll be able to take down one or two of them. Uh, back out to the farm. 
Yep. Okay. You head out back to the farm. <laughs> and, you know, it's heavy in the air. You're, you know, Jedediah is feeling it. This is his first epic confrontation. And, uh, you know, Norman is still reeling from the fact that this motherfucker put on an alien suit and did shit to him. Missy's kind of entering the hungover stage. And, uh, you know, Duff, he's, he's the hero in his mind. So, it's, the o- it's the only mind that counts. Mm. It's the so, only mind I'm sure is actually there. Yeah. So you drive out to uh, about the spot that you saw him drive out to, on, and you make it, it, it. It's very near the crop circle itself. Um, what skills would be? I would say anthropology or archaeology will be your deciding. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I got got both of those. Okay. As you're walking around, um, you step foot inside the crop circle, and it is still like, your the hair on your arms just stands up. It's very uh, electrically charged in here. And you just feel this faint humming but you notice that there's some disturbed ground uh it's and you can see some uh footprints and really like depressed wheat heading towards the um the circle within the circle there's still some the the wheat isn't incredibly tall in there it's probably about like two feet tall but in the center of that circle is like a cut out square in the ground anything in the square lifting up the square you can see a hole in the ground it's about and i mean it's a decently sized square it's about five foot by five foot and it goes about 10 feet into the ground um you shine a light down there and you see the the uh altar you can see Uh, like the like a faint you know candle flicker in there, but you see it as it's described as it was described in the summoning crop by Richard. The one thing you don't see though is a ladder, so you'll be able to get down there. Some someone will be able to get down there. You, you can fit about two people down there, but uh, you're gonna have a difficult time getting up without you know some kind of assistance. How deep is it? It's about ten feet deep. Okay. I'd say, now there's a pros and a cons, obviously, to each one of us going down there. First off, do we have an axe or some sort of implement to destroy this? Anything in the I van that, that might help? Flammable. Beef, it's a flammable, that's good, and they could constitute an All right, you know what? All right, since, since beef, it's are a big thing, uh, I think, to Misty right now. I want you to roll preparedness to see if you have any defense. Oh, what's, what am I? What, am, what is my uh, goal? Four. To have them. Oh, okay. To have. Because <laughs> you're the one talking about explosive beefits and stuff. Bad. You keep bringing up beefits. I'll mm-hmm. allow you beefits if you can. If you could roll a four preparedness. I have some preparedness left over, so mm-hmm. I would actually. I have five points. I would like to spend 
all, I would say to spend three points so that I can automatically succeed on that. Okay. All right. All right. You have, you have I would, some. I have as many beefits as I'm I want. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to go check out like a barn for a ladder and an axe. Okay. I take Mr. You're going to have to go a long way back to oh, go shoot. and find that. I take uh, Mr. There really is no barn out here. All there is is the field of wheat and the ranch house. That is what is left. I take Missy's defense and I said, listen, I was <laughs> contracted for but a single adventure. And my job at the community college is really not mm. worth holding on to this mortal coil for. I do believe mm. something better may await me on the other side. And so I'm happy to make this sacrifice should it be that there is no way for me to get out of the hole with this flaming pile of beefets upon well, Can we just the throw the beefets down there? Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess I would... if you want to take away the drama <laughs> well, of the situation. <laughs> I, um, I am all upper body strength. That I'm is an, all upper body strength. I am an upside down triangle. You really are. I forgot about that detail <laughs> yeah. until this very moment. Um, I, I find I, I kind of uh, stretch you, and, and button my coat and I say I find as that you hard all to are going back and forth about this. The hum starts to intensify. It starts There's to get louder. Oh Lord. yes, there is a hum when you stepped into the the crop circle. Now it's getting louder and louder. And you see a bright light start to appear in the sky. We're, it's we're a long way off, but it's moving. It's moving towards your direction. We're about to get disappeared. And right. somebody give me a hand. I'm heading down. You, you have. Uh, I'll give you two actions. Two actions. Like total? as a group. Two. Um, or two actions yes. each. Two actions. Two actions <laughs> as a group. Right here. Right here. I will action my way down the hole. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Is this the hole? <laughs> no, we're not. No, 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 no. You have trouble finding the hole now. You don't know where the hole is. You have a personal problem on your hands. No, you're down in the hole. We're not bringing okay. up that other hole on that other podcast right now. Uh, your you're in the hole. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would like to start stomping the shit out of this thing. Okay. Start stomping away. Um, the light is moving closer. We have one more action that somebody can do before it's near All right. you guys. Okay. I have, as one of my skills chemistry and I have a three in chemistry so I feel like between the, the massive pile of beefits I have and fire you know I'm in my chemistry skills we can make some kind of explosive and I, I turn to the group and I ask if that is what we want to try to do I think that sounds like a grand idea, Misty. It disturbs me how many altars we blow up with beefits in this it, game. It disturbs me <laughs> that I eat those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they seem pretty carcinogenic, but, you know. So what is is your action discussing this with your group? 
No, I'm discussing whether or not we think this should be my action. You have 10 seconds. Do it, mister. Do it now. In real life seconds? Okay. Nine. Do it. Do it. Eight. <laughs> seven. Six. All right. Our friend is down there. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. Five, He'll it. be fine. Okay. Four, Let's right, do it. Three, we're exploding it. We're, we're, two, ex- we're, we're cooking up an explosive and we're throwing no, it into wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Paul. Paul go down there? <laughs> Paul is down there. You're gonna kill Duff. Why did Duff. Paul go down there in the first place? Well, you're no gonna kill Duff right now. No one told Duff to go down there. I think the... it's just one of those classic bad moves, and somebody has to go <laughs> there. He goes. The object. Nope, he's gone. Is above you now. Tales from the Rusty Speeder. This is an interactive Star Wars actual play podcast using the Edge of the Empire rules from Fantasy Flight Games. Join our misfit crew of scoundrels, ne'er-do-wells, rascals, miscreants, lowlifes, good-for-nothing reprobates as they find love, purpose, and the courage to carry on. I'm joking, none of that happens. Instead, they use their questionable contacts and unconventional methods to get the job done, whatever job happens to be paying today. Tales from the Rusty Speeder, available wherever you get your podcast and streamed live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash technofunkboy. The object is above you now, and it shoots down a beam of light, and in that beam of light is a short figure. It's very human looking, it's wearing green overalls, a pointy hat, and it has a nose that comes out and like bends down, and it's holding a black box in front of it. And let's see who we're gonna... That looks like Jedediah. Jedediah. Oh, good. So you get you good. you get a ch- you get a chance to whoop a Norse god's ass. Hell yeah, punk, <laughs> punk ass Viking. Okay, so Jedediah, you see this creature turn slightly in your direction, and it's going to attempt it with its weapon. Okay, and it does. Uh, okay. That was a that was a six to hit you. Okay. And it only rolled it only rolled a one, so uh, you are hit for three. So you're gonna take away you're gonna take away three from your health. See, here we go again doing the the D and D shit. Where's my health? It's on uh, the bottom right. Oh, there we go. Oh, good. I still have, I had. Eight you have eight. You have eight points. So I'm so. down to five. Okay, great. I aim and fire thirty-two times at this man. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to roll. Um, you're, if you're shooting, you shooting? can spend okay. points and shooting. I'm gonna use two points, so it'll take me down to four. And then okay. we will go ahead and roll, and we rolled a two, so we rolled four total. You hit. Hell so roll your hit. damage. Roll your damage. It's going to be a 
D6 plus two. D6 plus two. Roll. That is a three. Plus two is five. Excellent. So you see Jedediah after taking a laser hit from this creature. He turns around all of a sudden and you just see him fucking from the hip. And I shout, this is... This is for Marduk, king of the gods. And I shoot him three times in the chest. And you shoot him. You shoot him once. Okay. Okay. I once. shoot him one time. You don't. Chest. You uh, yeah. You plug him right, kind of like uh, towards like the shoulder. And it's a uh, big you, gun. It is a big gun, and it actually falls back a little bit because it's a, a short, short creature. But it uh, gets itself back up again. And um, it uh, it takes a look at you, Norman. Yay! And misses. So after taking that shot, it's um, it, it's kind of uh, taken off guard, and it misjudges shooting its beam at you, and just completely misses. So, Norman, what do you want to do? I want to shoot back at it, of course. Okay. You shoot back at it. I'm I'm down the hall going, guys. Five. They, what's hit. happening? I hear noises. <laughs> guys, <laughs> we're asserting the supremacy of the old gods. <laughs> uh, roll your damage. Five. Five. Okay. You see this thing fall backward on the ground, and it disappears, and so does the light. Out of the trees nearby, you you hear some rustling, and uh, uh, you hear a voice. I told you, sons of bitches, to get the hell out of here! And you hear a shot, and it is. Is it kids whacking off? Uh, no, it is not kids. It is <laughs> not kids, kids whacking, whacking off. off. It is. It is Ted Lyons coming out of uh, the woods, and he aims for uh, Jedediah. Good, thank God. Kill me. And <laughs> I cannot afford to be a reoccurring character in the Sam, story arc. He, uh, Sam does not want to ever come back to the show. <laughs> this is uh, the, in the dark. <laughs> in the dark, uh, his eyes misjudge and just uh, he uh, misses you kind of by a mile. What an asshole! So, uh, uh, okay, who's got the higher shooting score here? Um, I have a Sam. You've I got a six. Four. What do you yeah. have, Norman? I have a four. Okay, um, Sam, uh, Jedediah, you you can uh, go ahead, take a turn, take a shot. Okay, can if you want to. All right, I rolled a two. You did. You didn't expend any points. Can I do that in retrospect? Nah, you got kind of got to say that up front. Then, unfortunately, not. No. Okay, you uh, you return fire, and you also miss. So, um, Misty and uh, Duff, what are you what are you doing? Okay, so I have an eight in shooting, so that's probably what I'm gonna do. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so I have a five in shooting, but I'm in a you, hole. Before you shoot, what are you gonna what are you doing, there, Paul? I'm gonna try to. Uh, do, I, do I feel like this thing has been thoroughly crushed? Yeah, he's still in the hole. Yeah. Um, you f- it's okay. Yeah, it's triangle I mean, like, shape it, protected him from the blast. Yeah. You, you've, like, broken up 
all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I think um, if you fill in that hole, it's not going to be able to use that stuff ever again. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, I want to try to uh, athletic my way out of the hole. That's going to be tough for you, but... uh, Have you you seen me? I'm huge. (laughs) You're you're beefy. You're beefy. I'll give you that. Uh, We'll make it a six. If you can if you can roll a six you're good you can get out of the hole okay you expended points three points three points okay so i need three or above yep that's two. Oh and no you see and duff is still in the hole <laughs> duff, duff attempts to uh climb up it but uh you you grab on to just loose soil there for a second and uh you you fall back down uh misty Go ahead and fire. I will fire. Um, I will spend two points to fire. Okay. And I will roll. And I got a one. You hit. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> great. Uh, Ted Lyons does not have great athletics. Let's just put it like that. <clears throat> so uh, right, so do ahead. I roll again for damage? Yep. Okay. D6 plus two. A D6 plus two. And that is a four plus two, so six. Okay, uh, you plug Ted Lyons, like, right in the abdomen, and, uh, you hear him, like, coughing up, oh, god, um, and, um, with a, uh, with a shaky hand, he attempts to return fire at you, and what's your hit threshold? Three. Three, he hits you. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, he hits you for six. Oh my six? god. Okay. Damn. Alright, so my health started out at seven, so I am at one. Okay. Um, so, Norman, you shooting? Oh yeah, of course I am. Okay. Um, I'm gonna spend... I'm gonna spend two. Okay. So I got two. Okay, so two... Plus six. Oh yeah! Oh go yeah! Go uh, go ahead. Roll that damage. Uh, four, four, four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how does he die? Uh, no. Oh, I get him right in the head. So we all see, we all see Norman. He has been through hell this entire adventure. He takes his hand and he cups it, cups his gun underneath it, and. He, f- he takes gentle aim and he fires and he plugs Ted Lyons right now. And oh you see God. Ted Lyons fall back. The gun flies out of his hands and he... I'm from the hole. Oh, Ted, you medieval dickweed! <laughs> from, from the hole you hear. Did the good guys win? <laughs> yeah, do you need help? No, I got it. I'm gonna try to climb out of the hole. <laughs> Three points. You have spent the three points. Okay. Yeah, I got a seven. Oh Toss. yeah, you're you're out of the hole. You Bye. you see you see uh, you see Duff. He uh, he takes this like a uh, a standing long jump, and you see his hands like grasp the like top uh, of the hole and starts pulling himself out, and uh, it, it's a. It's a bit of a struggle, but you managed to pull yourself out. Yeah. And by the way, I never took off the jacket. Oh, of course not. So I just stand up and start brushing myself off. And 
Um, he's, the GM is pausing like we didn't just win. <laughs> and the threat to the town of Copley, it, it, it's over. You've done it. Yeah. You have, you have successfully won. I wanted to keep you all in suspense there for a second. But you, uh, you fill in that hole so that it is... Uh, <laughs> We no packed that ever, hole. No Hell one will yeah. ever find that hole again. No one, no one will ever find that hole. Fill that hole good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <it's> fucking <laughs> Christ. Um, <laughs> what what is your what is your parting like? What is uh, how do you yeah. say goodbye? Well, Does Jedediah we, drive us back? Oh, well, I mean, I'm he's sober now. To, I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the airport. I think we, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I, I want to stop by Lion's Choice again. Um, oh, you need some more of that roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you need the do you need the pride pack where you get like <laughs> ten pounds of like roast beef, <laughs> ten roast that beef is, sandwiches? <laughs> that is what Jedediah gets, of course. Of course, <laughs> that is his choice. Of course, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, he says. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'll say, uh, well, y'all did. I really appreciate it. I, y'all did great work. And you know, Jen. there's always room up in the what you call it. What is it called? The black budget. Yeah, there's always room mm. in the black budget for some new agents. I mean, you I did can, just lose one, so yeah. If you're ready to to graduate to the big leagues. You might get your next nap, though. Fair what? warning. And Jedediah sits there and, and shoves an entire roast beef sandwich into his mouth. And he says, guys, this has been, it has truly been a hell of a time. But what I have not told you and what might, might surprise the daylights out of you is that my doctor tells me I do have extremely high cholesterol <laughs> and he said I have to either give up adventuring into the paranormal and occult or mm. give up roast beef sandwiches and if that's the choice I'm sorry my friends but there is simply no contest it's me and roast beef until I die baby and until roast beef kills me I will be its humble servant but thank he, you so much for including me in, in this situation. His, he couldn't kill his character, so he's just making sure that we never invite him back. So that he has a heart attack before anybody can call him tomorrow. Yes, and then uh, in a future adventure, we, uh, we learn of the uh, dead body of Jedediah Snailson at the hands of a uh, roast beef monster. Uh, that's, that's bound to happen. It's only right. We'll call. We'll call you when we're ready to do that adventure. In all, in all seriousness, this has been a wonderful time. And if you ever need a fourth or a fifth or whatever I am, I'm always happy to. I'd always be happy to, to fill that role. Thank you guys for. But we, we can't me. promise you how long it's going to be. That's fine. Either tomorrow or ten years from now, I'm okay either way. If it's more than 10 years, I hope to be in a very different life situation. Uh, and I will not have time to do that. It'll be, be like 10 years and like a few weeks. And you're like, oh, you should have called me last uh, month. It's very yeah. busy now. Just barely there. 
<laughs> so what about you two? I shake everyone's hands firmly like I always do. Because now I know that uh, being taken was a lie. I, um... Well, you know that what happened in Ted Lyons' apartment was a lie. But what right. took you was real. Is that where you got probed? Was in his apartment. I mean, even the cat recognizes it. <laughs> I know, she won't leave me alone. <laughs> she, uh, she's being there for you because she knows what kind of traumatic I'm, experience I'm you choosing, have. I'm choosing to believe that it's all Teddy. That's for fair. the moment. Until That's a fair. further adventure comes along that rips up in my worldview again. Uh, so, uh, y'all, uh, head back, uh, uh, Jedediah, actually, uh, Misty will drive y'all to the airport, and y'all Yeah, and plane. while I'm driving, I have one hand, you know, has my phone, and I'm trying to Google myself, because I would like an update on which page... Uh, Google search results I, I okay. show up on. Yeah. And, and and if I could take over the GM chair right now. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. You've been worried about this for a little while. You're page one. Oh, motherfucker. Oh my God. Motherfucker! <laughs> I, throw, I throw the phone into the passenger seat. Because I can see the light this bright white Missouri sky This has been Crop by the Order of Podcasters Thank you for tuning in Please tune in next time for our season finale The Practice You can follow the show on Twitter or watch us play live at twitch.tv slash technofunkboy Theme song is by the technofunkboy Missouri Sky is by Zachary Brotherton and used by permission. Follow his amazing music streams at twitch.tv slash maps for Martians. If you are enjoying the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice and following the other creations of the individual players of the game. In this bright white Missouri sky Right, white Missouri sky. Devante Jones, the owner of the eponymous gas station in Copley, had been coming into work an hour later than normal. After hiring Ted Lyons, the former history teacher made it a habit of coming in early to stock the shelves, put the till in the drawer, and pull the neon switch that let everybody know Devante's was open for business. Devante walked past the sign he'd recently had printed up that said, Welcome UFO people. Fuel up before heading to the mountains. Mountain Dew one liter bottles for 99 cents. A line of customers was waiting in front of the darkened storefront. Strange lights had become a fixture in the town of Copley, Missouri for a few months now, and the Purple Worm Mountains were the best place to watch them. Devante made a killing selling that convenience. 
the lights were the first thing to leave. Contrary to popular belief, towns don't die overnight. The Bronze Age didn't come to an end in a day, and the same could be said for Copley. Well, except for the Ponderosa Steakhouse. After that went, the slow diaspora began. Dr. Evan Spencer returned to the West Coast, where the waves were righteous. He continues to work with experiencers and has made a few TV appearances to talk about the subject. And Baxter followed him. The wheat field, once a promise of money and attention, began to die rather quickly. The stalks became so brittle that they would break off in the wind, as if they'd just been mowed down. Helena Harris did return Myron's phone call that Misty made, and even made an appearance on Tricoastal to talk about her experiences. And in fact, she's working on a book about them right now. She moved back to the Seattle area, where she pounds away at her keyboard. The process of leaving took about six months. Walter Higgins, the owner of Woolly Muffler, sold the business and packed his bags for Florida. From dusk till dawn, the town's only diner saw an increase in business until the owner, Lizzie Hopkins, didn't show up for work one morning. It was like that for a lot of people around town, as if they'd gotten up and went to the moon. All that remains of Copley, Missouri is a town hall and a library that are open every Friday from 12 to 4. The rest is just wheat in the wind. (laughs) 